Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Just Films and That, the podcast that celebrates films we think are underrated, underappreciated, underseen, or we just really, really wanted to talk about them. I'm your host for this week, Alice Oliver. With me as always is Josh Hallam, and it was his turn to pick the film this time, and he went with The Damned United from 2009. So let's get stuck in. So then, Josh, as I mentioned, you picked this week's film, The Damned United, from 2009. So, spoiler warning, listeners, if you haven't seen it. So, Josh, tell us, what is this film about and why did you pick it? Okay, so, this is based on a book which in itself is based on the true story of a football manager that many people listening to this will know or may not know called Brian Clough, who's a very successful manager in his day. Um, Essentially, it's based on his ill-fated tenure at Leeds United, where he managed them for something like six weeks, 40-something days, something like that. Um, It's about a bit more than that. We'll come on to that. I picked this. Okay, so is it is it underrated? No, it's probably not underrated. It's quite highly okay. rated. Mm-hmm. Is it underseen? I think it might be a little bit underseen. And I guess I picked it because I just wanted to talk about it, which is not oh. something that we say very often, but no, I did. that's a rarity. Yeah, I, I, I love this film. Um, okay. I like that it, it got me... It got me thinking because we were on Team of Our Lives talking about goal and I was thinking about other better football films than goal. <laughs> and and The Damned United is one that always comes to my mind, not just as mm-hmm. a good football film, but as, as, a, as a good film and a film that I love. And I think what I like about it is that it's, I don't think, I think, you can, I think you can enjoy this if you're not into football because it's, mm-hmm. it's about, it's kind of about an obsession and, pride and rivalry and that sort of thing so yes it is about brian clough's failed time at Leeds united but it is also about brian clough as a man being obsessed with the fact that he was spurned by don revy who was another football manager at the time who was at leeds when he was at derby and his relationship with peter taylor who was assistant at many many clubs through the years mm-hmm. and through their career so that's why i picked it and that's what it's about which what i really want to know is did, had you seen it before? And I'm really, really interested to know what you thought about this because we've had the odd chat about football and you've said yourself, you you are a fan, but you're not, you know, massively invested in it. Passive. You're, I'm like a passive fan. You're more I? into rugby, aren't you? I am a little bit. I am yeah. a little um, bit. Because it's so, the only thing Wales are any good at, I'm telling yeah. you. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> cheese. Cheese, to be fair, yeah, and a nice leek and potato pie. Yeah, leeks. A bit of Welsh cakes. Sheep, sheeps, <laughs> sheeps. That's We're not a word, sheep. is it? Beautiful, sheeps. beautiful um, creatures. Anyway, what what did you think? Well, had you seen it before, and what did you reckon? 
So I hadn't seen it. I do think I'd heard of it, but I definitely thought it was about Man United. Uh, so I was <laughs> well, surprised yeah. to learn that it was about Leeds United. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, I'd heard of Brian Clough because I think I've mentioned to you, like my dad and my brother are football crazy. Like it's yeah. literally, it's all they talk about. It's all they're invested in. They're both coaches. You know, my dad was a referee for years and years. So there was a lot of Brian Clough books like knocking around the house. Yeah. Mm. I thought his name. I thought his name was Brian Clough. Uh, so my brother ripped me mercilessly for that because it looks like Cloud. It's like, no, it's Clough. Um, so I hadn't seen it, had heard of it, had sort of, um, I guess, I'd, not a great deal of expectation one way or the other. Like I didn't have high expectations, didn't have low expectations. I know that I can enjoy sports films about sports that I'm not really familiar with or about situations I'm not really familiar with. If something's written well and there's good performances in it, I'm there. It can be about mm. hockey, it can be about American football, it can be about basketball. Like, it's still enjoyable if it's done well. Uh, overall, I was really impressed, to be honest. Mm. And okay. I think, goes without saying, oh, he's relieved, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. The most impressive thing about this film is Michael Sheen. Uh, he's oh, just... Completely. He's just brilliant anyway. So when I saw that he was in this, I was already looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of his. Again, another brilliant Welsh export. You know, yep. one, of, one, of the, one of the finest that we have. And he did a terrific job. He was incredibly convincing. He did such a great job at portraying this man. Like you say, he's obsessive. He's so focused to the point of almost mania. He has this look in his eye throughout most of the film of a guy who is almost possessed and is just desperate to make it. And something really interesting about it was... So, obviously, Brian Clough is from Middlesbrough, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so you could hear that Michael Sheen was doing this kind of northeast accent, but then it would sort of flow into this kind of Yorkshire accent. So I'm thinking, oh, this is a, a real shame. You know, he's giving such a good performance, but his accent is a bit all over the place and it feels like it's inconsistent. But then, after I'd seen the film, I watched an interview with Brian Clough and that's exactly what he sounds like. That's exactly what he it sounds, sounds like. sounds like a guy who grew up maybe in Middlesbrough, but then moved a lot, like around Yorkshire, around North Yorkshire, yeah. and so then adapted this kind of weird, all-over-the-place accent. So I was like, Michael Sheen. I mean, it's one thing to try and pull off a straightforward accent, but he's managed... Oh, I was just so impressed. He's unbelievable he to do in this. the accent of someone who didn't have a straightforward accent. Now that is talent. Yeah, accents layered into accents is... It's a skill, oh, isn't it? It's, it's got to be. And, and, and I don't think there's... There's not many people, I don't think, who are better at playing real people than Michael Sheen. You know, you he's done yeah, He's yeah. done Tony Blair. He's done, obviously, Brian Clough in this. He did Chris Tarrant quite recently. Oh, my... That was brilliant. And I he's loved just, that. Yeah. He's just but then he brilliant. Also, he was also in uh, Twilight. Twilight. And he's also in Good Omens, so he can do, like, the fantasy thing, too. He's what played himself. What a range that man has. He's, he's, he is... He is He's brilliant, and and that you are absolutely right. That is the first thing that most people, I think, would say about this film, which is, oh my god, the performances across the board are brilliant, yeah, very but good. none more brilliant so than Michael well. Sheen. I mean, if you look at videos of Brian Clough around the time, yeah. it's 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 eerie. It's spot Nails on. It, it's just it. even because the interview at the end is a real interview. Yes, I watched it. That yeah, was what I watched. And, and, I went and to watch it's it afterwards. Like, 
it's just, it's crazy. But then it's not, you know, not just Michael Sheen. Cole Meany, who plays Dom Revy, is oh, brilliant as well. He looks, he's almost the spit of the guy, isn't Almost he? a like, spit. Yeah. Like, they get the hair and the makeup and the, the clothes hair. and this. It's all, it's so good. Like, so the guy, yeah. the guy who directed it, it's, I can't remember if it's Tom Hopper or Tom Hooper. I think it's yeah. Tom Hooper. He went on to direct the King's Speech after this and then obviously oh, a few really? other things. Oh, Les Mis and Cats, which we'll say less about. But, <laughs> I mean, he, the direction in this is brilliant. But Michael, mm-hmm. Michael, Sheen's performance. I mean, oh, how is he not? How has he not won an Oscar? And I know I a lot of people. The Oscars aren't always the pinnacle. I think a lot of people think no, that you know. Not. If you haven't won an Oscar, you, you you mean nothing. But there's plenty of people who've won Oscars for things that you think it's subjective, isn't it? I don't think that deserved that. That diff deserved no. that, but didn't get it. People, that sort of thing. The people in the films that get Oscars are just the ones that put enough money into the marketing campaign. That is all it yeah. is. Sorry to break it to you, but it, yeah. it, it doesn't state. mean it's a the great deep, deal. It's the deep state. It's the deep, deep, deep state. It's the deep state. Um, but look, yeah, like you say then, so the performances across the board are very impressive. The cast is in- incredible. Like every other guy, I was like, I know him, I know him, I know him. Yeah. Like real Stephen Graham. Oh, um, he pops up, doesn't he? He, he just pops, pops up, up everywhere. That yeah. oh my god, Finchy as well, Finchy. Yeah, Finchy, Ralph Ineson. Everywhere. Yeah, I find that it's absolutely crazy. If there's Jim Broadbent thing out there, yes, again, um, wonderful. Oh, oh, the guy from Speed Two's in it, the Scottish uh, guy, Brian McCard. Yeah, he's done. He's Dave McCard. He's got the tie shop. That's, Is he? You know, yeah. <gasps> That guy. It's all connected, Josh. It it's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's. So, do you think one thing I was quite interested to know is obviously you do like football, but if you didn't, do you think you could mm. enjoy this? Yes, certainly. And I do think that this was one of the things that I put down in my likes and something that the film did really well is it it explains everything that you need to know in a way that is clear, in a way that is concise, in a way that makes sense to you. Mm. Because I didn't know about the events of this film. Don't really, like, I didn't know what Brian Clough stood for. I didn't really know, you know, kind of who he was and what he'd accomplished. I knew his name and that was about it. And I didn't know anything about Leeds United in the 70s and I didn't know anything about... um, was it Derby County? Yeah, the first Derby. Team yeah, that he's managing, yeah. um, and but they explain it all really well, and they use a lot of different techniques to do that. They've got this great thing where when he starts winning loads of matches with Derby County, you'll get this kind of montage thing cut together of them going up the table, and then you've got all this stuff that looks like archive footage, but it is mm. them. It's those actors, mm, and it is mm. Michael Sheen, uh, all all uh, edited to a hush by Deep Purple, which I just <laughs> thought was awesome, and so that. Um, that's really engaging. Yeah. And it gets you excited, and you what you want Derby County to do well, and you're like, oh my I god, this is so. exciting. Even but when yeah. even when he's watching the football, you're watching him watch the football. So there's not well, that much live yes. football where you're like, I don't know what's going on. And even when they're talking about little bits about the game, it's not. It's. It don't. I think you could know pretty much nothing about football. My other half absolutely hates football, and she's watched this mm. with me, and she thinks it's quite a good film. There's yeah. a bit where they talk about what they need in terms of the team, and he says things like, "I need someone with a good pair of feet," or "I need someone with a good head," and that's mm. not what he means by a good head is an intelligent player. But it's not. Yeah. You you're not going. I don't know what that means. He's not like. Yeah, he's not. He's yeah. not saying what what I need is a Mitsala that sort of drifts in and out of, or a box to box midfielder, or a ball winning yeah. defender. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't say anything like that. So it doesn't isolate you if you don't know anything about Certainly. football because not everyone, it's hard to believe, but not everyone likes football. Yeah. And, and that, I think, is one of the achievements of the film. And the bit you're talking about where it shows the progression of the team is brilliant because they do a fantastic thing, which I think must be quite hard to do, where they, they merge real and fake. Mm-hmm. So it is Brian Clough 
it's it's Michael Sheen and, and Timothy Spall as Brian as Peter Taylor, but then it's obviously real matches. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it it's just it's a really good. I think I think I think it's just a really well told story. Yeah, lots of attention to detail and it keeps it exciting and, and keeps you engaged. And like you said before, a lot of the time you're watching him watching the match, and there's one in particular where he doesn't even go out to the to the ground like he won't even stand on yeah. the pitch and he's just yeah. stood in like this office underground sort of thing and he can just see people's shadows sort of standing up and sitting down and mm. that it's all very tense and it's all very dramatic and you've got this sequence where there's no dialogue or anything for quite a long time you can just hear the sounds of the crowd yeah. outside and sometimes they cheer and sometimes they boo and he doesn't really know what's happening and it's not until his mate comes down and he's like starts smiling and he's like oh yes we won oh. this um the mise-en-scene and the sound and all that sort of thing really transports you back to that time, yeah. to this kind of, what is it, late 60s into the early 70s. Yeah, mid-early mid 70s, 70s, yeah, all that. So brilliant things like the use of the Yorkshire television logo and the yeah. set. Um, his kids are reading comic books that are obviously from that time. The cars, the clothes, the props, the interior design of the houses it just reminds me so much of Coronation Street, yeah. like that sort of yeah. thing. And it really transports you back to this time. Um, and I think that did a really good job. A lot of the sounds, like I said, some of the music that they use, and even the way that it's shot, like the hue that they use, makes it look mm, like it brown was filmed. and grey. Yeah, and, yeah. And like it was filmed in the 70s. Yeah. Not that it's yeah. just set then. And I thought that was really clever, and I think that did a really good job at engaging you with what was happening on screen. Yeah, it feels cold and muddy and dirty. As it, it should. It, it feels it like <laughs> when men were men, Alice, and football was hard, and if you got kicked in the but, bollocks, you just kept running. No. But um, interesting. No, but interesting that you do say that because I, one of my uh, things that I observed was how different footballers looked back then yeah. to how they look now. Oh, like, yeah. Those lads did not care one bit about their appearance. No. None of them are getting their hair done. They've all got these big, long, unkempt barnets. You know, whereas the guys today, a lot of them look like supermodels. You know, they look yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. They're in such excellent physical shape whereas back then like obviously we didn't know as much about sort of strength and power and actually being really strong can be really useful it's not just mm. about how fast you can run and the fact that the pitches are just muddy as all hell like mm. if it's raining when you're playing that's it your pitch is getting ruined and obviously we don't have that anymore so again that kind of just really brings to life like oh it's a bit rough in it like all yeah. the hardships of the 60s and 70s but I thought that, that was all really good and they did a really good job of that I love seeing as a football fan I love seeing all the old kits and I all of it like, it's just proper yeah. I just think it looks really good it looks like a really yeah. you know because essentially this is a period piece it's just a, a modern mm-hmm. period piece so sure. yeah. I reckon if you were around at the time and you're seeing that old Leeds kit or the old Derby kit United Liverpool all the old kits it must be brilliant I think something else I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. what did you think of something I really like is the non-linear narrative so it skips <laughs> between his time at Leeds where he's failing back to his time yeah. at Derby where he's succeeding and, and in other films there's been times when it might use a non-linear narrative where it's really hard to follow mm-hmm. but then there are other films like this or I don't know the first one that comes to mind is something like Pulp Fiction Mm-hmm. Where it was skipping between times, and it and it really enriches the telling of the story. What what did you think about the way they, they use that? Uh, yeah, that was definitely in my likes pile. The fact that we jump from one era to the next because. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to eighty percent less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's because it doesn't want to be too much about Derby County, does it? No. It's about Leeds. That's the main thing here. This was his sort of his PowerPoint, his boiling point, shall we say, the, the moment of his turmoil. So you don't want to focus too much on the Derby County thing. But all that that's happening is very important to understanding him as a person and understanding what this means to him. So mm. when something happens in the present day, so we're talking like in the 70s now with Leeds, we'll jump back to something that he did with Derby County that is now relevant. It shows his growth or it shows him comparing one situation to another or it shows there's a lesson that he's learned and I thought it was really clever and again keeps you really engaged it means not that I, I think you would particularly get bored or anything but it means you can't have like sort of too much of one thing and then not enough of another and they got the balance bang on I yeah. think like moving from one to the next you weren't lingering with one too long and it's just it's such an intense and fascinating journey to see what he goes on. And all that Derby County stuff was absolutely essential to the emotional connection that you make with those characters. And I think if you didn't do that, if you just showed him with leads and just showed him with that story, you just wouldn't feel anywhere near as much, I don't think, especially as someone who doesn't know the full story around him and about what it is that he did. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I think some, something that as well that we haven't touched on yet, which I loved about it, was the script. Oh, certainly. So the script Absolutely. is, I think it's by Peter Morgan, who now does The Crown, and he's done a couple of other sort of oh, based yeah. on real life. I think he did The Special Relationship, which was then was then adapted with Michael Sheen in it, actually, I think. And then The Queen, yeah. he might have done The Queen as well. Yeah. Um, but the script captures the way that Clough and people around him spoke at the time. There's a very, and I don't just mean what we know publicly, because obviously what he was like publicly and what he's like privately, unless you knew him, then then you don't really know. 
But there's a scene, isn't there, where he goes into the he's he goes into the Leeds boardroom to have a sort of talk with them, and he does this big speech about what he's going to do for the club and all this sort yeah. of thing, and 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 how he's going to put the smiles back on the faces of Yorkshire, and he does this big monologue to the to these sort of old stuffy guys in the boardroom, mm. and even though it may well never have happened, it. It captures his way of speaking so well that you think that that could be something that did happen, and I just think that happens throughout the dialogue between between the characters, particularly Taylor and Clough, the way he speaks to the players. It it just really and I think it really endears you and really makes you like them and want them to succeed in what they're doing. Mm. And even though it's already happened, even though even, even though, though we it's already, already know happened what went on. and all that, it's and <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, I just I just think it's a brilliant film, and I think this is how a lot of the best films, you know, that are considered really amazing films, are quite often linked to sport because sport, I think we've talked about before, is a really good framing device because it has mm-hmm. rules and competitiveness, and it tr- and it does attract certain characters. Mm. So if you think about you know Rage and Ball and 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 that sort of thing, the replacements. The replacements, of yeah. course. Um, <laughs> but I think the key is make it about the sport, but don't isolate your audience who don't like the sport. Yeah. So some of them, some films that they do it badly, that's what they do. Whereas mm-hmm. this, Raging Bull, other ones, they go, this isn't really about, I suppose it's like they always say, Jaws isn't about a shark, don't they? Mm. Well, this isn't about football. This is about being completely obsessed with something, regardless mm. of what it is. And I think, I just think it captures it perfectly. So we'll move on now to talking about things that we perhaps didn't like about the film or anything we would change. And I feel like Josh isn't going to have much to say here, but <laughs> here we go anyway. Go on, Josh. Have um, you got anything you'd like to discuss? Well, we always try and be balanced, don't we? Of course. So... Even if the even if the balance is off, <laughs> yeah, we always show yeah. you a balanced argument. <laughs> so I would say there's a few things I'd like to have had, and I'm not going to go into this loads because I'm not an expert. But I'd like to have had more exploration of Clough as a flawed character, as a flawed man. Okay. Because historically, it's not you know it's well documented. He was a flawed man. He had his demons mm. himself. He had his prejudices. He had his issues. I would maybe have liked to have seen more of that. I understand that might undermine the message of the film, but I do think there's something that could have been done about that, even just to touch on it a little bit. The other thing is, is and again, it's a difficult one, this. It's very male. Of course there's not is. There's yeah. not a strong yeah. female character in this who has more than no. a few lines. It almost certainly wouldn't pass the Bechdel test. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the female characters that get the most lines in it are ones who are real people being used in archive footage. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, it's, it is a, a male, it's a true story based on male characters. But that's not to exactly. say I wouldn't have liked to have seen more from perhaps uh, my, uh, Brian Clough or Peter Taylor's wives. Because mm-hmm. other than seeing them maybe once or twice sat at the dinner table or at a celebration with them, we don't get much. And I think if you're going to explore a real person, it's probably important to explore mm-hmm. that side of them and, and that sort of thing. But also... This is a real Brian Clough, but it's also not entirely real because it must, in some bits, mm. must have been exaggerated and extrapolated 
for the story. So if that's true, then let's see a little bit more about their home life. Let's see a little bit more about the relationships with the wives and the toll that this obsession took on them because it must have done in, in some ways. Um, but but, but that, that's really it for me. And though both those things, I understand why they haven't been touched on. But I think if you were to improve it, because it's only an hour and a half, so there's nothing to say you couldn't put more in it, then that is what I mm-hmm. would do. What about you? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, similar with the sort of lack of female representation. Again, I know it's a it's a film about football in the sixties and seventies. There ain't going to be many women in it, and that's fine. And I get that. Yeah. Like you say, the two female characters we have are their wives, and most of the lines they have are them nagging their husband. Yeah. Like, get off yeah. the phone. Stop talking to him, and all this. We get more from his kids because he yeah, spends more time with the kids, doesn't yeah, he? Like do. he's with them in the car and stuff. So I would have liked more from the wives, like, yeah. you know, and and seeing, like you say, the toll that it is taking on them. But And I'm sure that it did. Like, obviously it's nice. Oh, you know, my husband's pretty successful. We might have, you know, quite a good income. That's all very nice. But he's clearly obsessed with this other thing and it's clearly very distracting for him and probably not great for his health as well to be stressed all mm. that time. So I would have just liked to have seen a little bit more, maybe some of their genuine concerns and fears and maybe get some character development from them. But, you know, I'm not going to write a letter about it. Um, The other thing as well was I thought it ended too abruptly. Right. Like, I think I could have done with another 15 minutes. So we've got Brian and Peter who are they're kind of reuniting, aren't they? Because they've had a bit of a row um, yeah. about the, the Leeds thing. Like, I think Peter has left him to go somewhere else. He was annoyed that they didn't go and work for Brighton, wasn't he? Because they'd not yeah, they take a, a um, they'd they take a hands. job. They, they take a yeah. job, and um, pay, the Brighton club had paid for them to go on holiday. Yeah, it was kind of like the deal was done, and then obviously the Leeds job come up. So then Brian's like, "Well, obviously I have to go and take that." And Peter was a bit mm. pissed off about that. He thought, you know, that that means we're not men of our words and all this. So then they reunite. He goes to his house because he's gone to Brighton, I think, hasn't he? So he goes yes. to Brighton to go and see him. He says something like, you can almost see France or so. It's because he's he's like a fish out of water being that far down south, isn't he? I mean, he's from yeah. Edinburgh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so that was all quite funny. Um, so then they he gets on his knees and he grovels to him and he's like, you, you are the best and I love you so much and all this. And then they hug ends pretty much or or the story ends and then you get a bit of this um archive footage and a bit of this explanation about how he went on to uh manage nottingham forest i believe it was yeah. and had sort of some success with them and i just i felt a bit hollow i was like oh like because after they'd reunited i thought we were going to get their last hurrah i thought mm. we were going to get to see them back in action yes this is it this is where we go for gold and you know we win everything and everything's great and it didn't happen so they hug, it ends, and I was like, oh, God. I would have liked to have seen some of the Nottingham Forest stuff. Yeah, well, that's where Clough is probably most known for, is for winning the two European Cups back-to-back with Forest. So would you, right. you were you waiting for a damned United 2? Not <laughs> maybe not a whole film, just another, <laughs> just maybe another fifteen minutes. A little you know, bit more of a, a re- perhaps a, a little bit more of a resolution sort of thing. Yeah, of course. And obviously, this is just my prejudices coming in. And, you know, what I want doesn't necessarily make a great film. And it isn't mm. about, like, it's called The Damned United. It's about Leeds. And the mm. story with Leeds had ended at that point, And then he went mm. on to Nottingham Forest. So I get that. It's done. And not everything needs to be wrapped up in a nice little present with a bow on top. But I just, that, that was just a, a comment that I had was that it ended. Yeah. And I was a bit like, oh, like I was kind of sad that it ended. I guess I could have done. Well, it's more. never. It's it's not always bad to want more. I suppose. Exactly. So you know. Exactly. Uh, but apart from that, uh, 
that that was kind of it. Like I didn't really have any major issues with it. I, I do wonder if if you're not interested in football, I don't know if you would watch it. I think if you're not interested in football, you'd still enjoy it. But yeah. I just don't think you'd seek it you out. Might be so it would not, only be, you might not be drawn to it. Exactly. Yeah. So it would only be, you know, if someone in your life who loves football wanted to show it to you or if you were on a podcast about films and someone made you watch it, that sort of thing. <laughs> like, I don't think I would have ever watched no. it otherwise. Um, but yeah, overall, I was pretty damn impressed. And you clearly love it as well, which is cool. Oh, I love it. So we'll move on now then to talking about the critical reception and we'll see if we can decide if it is underrated or underseen. But I think Josh really picked this because it was one of them films he just really, really wanted to chat about. Yeah. So I haven't seen the critical reception. You said you don't think it's underrated, so it probably didn't do too bad. I reckon the people who have seen it probably really like it. You've got some top quality performances in there and a well-written script and some high-octane, you know, football and adrenaline going on. Um, I reckon we could safely say it's in the sevens somewhere. Right. And I reckon, I reckon we'll go high seven. I think I'll be generous. I might and that, creep and that's all the what, way up. And that's what you'd give it. I, I would give it that. You'd I give think. it a high seven. I think, I think it got, I reckon it got a 7.8. Right. Okay. Go on. So, as you said, just to reiterate what you said, yeah. I didn't. I don't think this is underrated because I've, mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty highly rated. I think there's probably an argument to say it's underseen because, like you said, I think if you I don't if you so, don't like yeah. football, you're probably not drawn to it. No, and I don't think you'd seek it out. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I really, I just wanted to talk about it anyway. Let's have a look. So at the time of recording, it gets on IMDb seven point five out of ten. Okay. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes. From the oh, audience, I'm so interested. Yeah, it gets eighty-five percent. <gasps> wow! And from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, oh my god, yeah, ninety-two percent. Holy moly! Now you know, wowzers! For me, it, that is appropriately rated. Do you think? Yeah, yeah I you, think I think it's that good. I think I wow. think it's either I, well. If you if you even that out, what is it? About eighty five, probably roughly, yeah. isn't it? In the middle, around Wowzers. the mid eighties. So for me, yeah, I don't think there's much wrong with it. I think it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I particularly enjoy it. I do, you know, I do love this film. So I'm gonna say it's appropriately rated and underseen. You might say differently though. What do you reckon? I mean, I would I would say maybe that's a bit overrated. Just what? That ninety two <laughs> is a hefty score. Your ninety two is a hefty score. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I would I would say I would say it's a little bit overrated but I can certainly see the value in it and I will agree that it is underseen and it is not about Man United. It's not go. about That's the football team Manchester United. It's not. In co- in conclusion, <laughs> Alice's thoughts, yeah. it's not about this is Manchester. What I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. The Damned United is underseen and we disagree a little bit on the rating because I think that it is appropriately rated and Alice is wrong. Um, <laughs> so, yes, next week. Oh, big news, Alice. Big news, guys. It ah! is our 100th episode. Wow. We're getting a letter from the Queen. Oh, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> so, we're not going to tell... 100 weeks 100... of just films and that. That's wild. 100... Well done, Josh. Thank you very Good much. Good on you. And, You've been here since the and start. Well done, I just stopped on. Well done for through. you for coming in like about 25% of the way in, something like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so, um, yes, well, 
Tune in next week. We've got big plans. We might have a guest. We don't know. We have plans, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so join <laughs> expect us. Expect yeah. something Expect awesome. some sort of episode, probably a little bit extended as well. So <laughs> expect a good episode next week. And all that remains to say is, uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, it's filmsandthatpod at gmail.com. And we're on all the social medias. If you just search Just Films and That wherever you're on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the usual social media places. And we're on the television as well. We are indeed on the television every Friday evening on the local TV network. So if you live in Bristol, Birmingham, Leeds, Liverpool, or the North East, you can find us on Channel 7 on Freeview. Or if you live in North Wales or South Wales, you can find us on Channel 8 on Freeview. We're also on Sky Channel 195. That's every Friday night from 6 o'clock and sometimes Mondays as well. Yes, thank you very much for, for joining us. And it's goodbye from me. Cheerio! Bye! Hold up! What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.